Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 98th episode of Tech Intersect on January 10th, 2022. And in this episode, I welcome back to the show, Anthony Ware, a mental health strategist and principal at Aware Catalysts. He's also the lead researcher, author, and publisher of the Founder Mental Wealth Report. And during his 10 plus years as a serial entrepreneur, Anthony has successfully launched five companies in multiple industries, including logistics and information security. And his mission is to help underestimated entrepreneurs and professionals to overcome imposter syndrome, burnout, and other challenges that create mental health deficits so that they can build mental wealth, trust themselves, and to make better decisions for their lives and their businesses. He does this through a spicy combo of empathy, scientific evidence, humor, and heavy audience participation. I love it, and I know you would benefit from his teachings as well. Now, in this episode, we talk about Anthony's lessons learned during his awesome adventure in and through his epic crypto, DeFi, and NFT journey. He's one of my Rockstar Advantage Evans Academy alums and an AE Explore Live Club member, and he's agreed to come help newcomers figure out how to sort fact from fiction and now why is the perfect time to learn and to earn. If you're crypto curious but confused or scared of the scams and want to know how to get in and win safely, then this episode is for you. Now, before we hop into the app, please take a moment to follow this podcast and then like, share, and comment so that others who would benefit from this content can find it. Okay, it's time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I welcome Anthony Ware back to the show. Now, Anthony was one of my first guests way, 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 way back in episode six when we discussed his approach to helping startup founders balance mental health with what he calls mental wealth. And Anthony is also focused on the future of work and wealth and creativity. As you know, we are here at Tech Intersect. And he's also an Advantage Evans Academy alum and a current member of the AE Explore Live Club. I've really admired his journey and growth in the crypto and DeFi and NFT spaces. And I thought a lifelong learner voice would be a fantastic addition to the show particularly for those of you who are just getting in, you're crypto curious, but not crypto confident. And so I'm hoping that you will hear your trek in this conversation with Anthony's journey. We will talk about all of that and more in a moment. But first, Anthony, welcome. Thank you for having me, having me back. Um, I was, I was stoked to 
to, to get your message and, and excited to, to get into this conversation today, especially to kick off the year. It's been two years since we started. Or we had Absolutely. Our last conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Can you believe so much time has passed? How are you? We're still in the middle of a pandemonium. I've been in my bunker for 50, 11 days. I test and I've got all the, the vaccines and the boosting and the N95s. How are you and yours? Today, I'm great. Over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, I've gone through my ups and downs. And mm-hmm. really, like, I, I'm cool with not, like, being in a rush to go <laughs> anywhere. Like, I, I grew up, I think we were talking earlier before, yeah. I'm, I grew up a latchkey kid, oldest of the set of three. Yep. Um, so I've actually connected with family members deeper during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, family members, my mom, dad, my brother, um, and my cousin. And mm-hmm. so when I see people rushing to get back to whatever they think was normal, Right. Um, I, I'm like, go ahead. Uh, I've got my boosters. I, I did get my vaccine and all mm-hmm. of that. Wear my mask when I go to the grocery store. But otherwise, trying to create the life mm-hmm. I want in a world that has never existed is what I'm working on. It's really well said. And so much of that resonates with me as well. You know, yeah, we were talking and latchkey kid. I remember don't answer the phone unless it rings twice hang up and they call back. Don't ever open the door. God help you. And I was really good with coloring inside the lines and following the rules. They seem to make sense. I'm an only child, so I'm my own best friend anyway. And given the arc of my life personally, I do find safety in the things I can control. My life evolution is recognizing all the things I can't control and staying in my own lane. And this period of time has forced me to lovingly return to the things I can control and be at peace with those things and also find gratitude in the present. It really caused me to refocus on my on my body and also mm-hmm. on doubling down on the fact that whatever future I am to enjoy, it is happening now, that the future that I create yes. is literally in this moment. And so that has been a helpful way for me to not look too far in the past and not look in the future and really focus. And, and, and so your words definitely resonate in, in that respect. I, I love how you said that because it's like, if you think about it, whatever we're doing now, I mean, it's the analogy is always used about, you know, planting the seed and not digging it up, waiting for the tree to bear f- fruit and <laughs> all those things. And like, some people are good at saying it, but have you ever planted anything? Have you ever like, <laughs> have you, like just, just the basics, like take a, cilantro seed or something right tomatoes <laughs> you right. gotta wait Let's go take a minute <laughs> yeah yeah I, I grew up my grandfather had a cigar tree and a oh. garden in the backyard um it wasn't his tree it was just a you know urban downtown close to downtown indianapolis but i remember his tomatoes and the lettuce mm-hmm. and those things growing like it takes time and you're not supposed to touch it until right. you until you have to touch it so <laughs> i love that and the roots grow down in order to secure before, you know, you have that plot of, of, of dirt that, and, and that breakthrough moment. There's a yes. whole lot going under the surface and please don't bother it or you yes. got to start over. <laughs> Lord, I'm talking to myself. He's not done with me yet. Awesome. Excellent. All right. So we already went to church and we haven't even started yet. This is amazing. Um, talk to me about your origin story. I certainly will have a link to episode six so people can get to know. But for those who are listening for the first time or who may not be familiar with your work in general, who are you and what do you do? What, what's your day, night, evening, morning, sunrise, sunset? What, what, what's your what's your focus? 
Yeah. So I, I think it, it, oftentimes we start with what we do. So I'm glad you asked with like, who am I? And, mm. um, and, and I'm working on explaining this better, but I, I'm Anthony, son of Thomas uh, mm. and Cassandra. First part of my life, I grew up being raised by my mom. And then the, the majority of my life, I was raised by my dad. Uh, my first job ever was working in uh, working for my dad's janitorial company. And it was myself and my two brothers. So when I say working for the company, it was his side hustle. So saw him doing that, did the whole college, climbed the corporate ladder thing and realized that it wasn't for me. And so for the better part of the last almost 15 years of being um, an entrepreneur or consultant, um, advisor, those kind of things, yoga teacher. And I think underneath it all, I, I'm, I'm just curious about learning. And yes, I know I need to make money um, in this capitalist world or want to make money and add value. But anymore, I look and see that my focus is really grounded in creating mental wealth um, mm-hmm. or reminding people of the mental wealth we have, especially like growing up as uh, black folks in the, in, in the U.S. Um, but more than that, like doing the research around it, but also advising. Um, and one thing that was interesting that came out of this pandemic that has been coming out of this pandemic is that the work I've done with underestimated entrepreneurs is applicable to, or has been applicable to um, the, the ERGs, employee resource groups within businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think the other part of that is understanding that in order to do what I need to do, um, back to I need to create generational wealth, um, starting with myself and mm-hmm. everybody has their number and you should know your number. My number is different from yours, Tanya, and it's going to be used for different things. And so I think over the last couple of years, getting grounded in what I really want to spend my, my assets, time, money, mental health, mental space on, um, mm-hmm. is where, where I'm at. That is really well said. And it leads to a, a second question that I have for you about, and you've kind of teed it up a bit, but that moment in time when you think back to what led you to want to learn more about crypto and crypto assets. And we weren't even really discussing it as quote unquote web three, which encompasses crypto, but so much more, but it's evidently a very cool buzzword and we're all going to just roll with it. But what was that change for you from the traditional means of acquiring and building financial freedom and generational wealth to wanting to learn more about what was going on in the crypto world? Uh, good question. When I, and I actually had to dig back through a couple different email accounts to figure out how this all, <laughs> all got started. You know, when you open an account, well, an account with, you know, when you have to share your email, you, mm-hmm. you get the, the confirmation. And so I think for me, I've always been just curious in general about like what's going on in the world and whether it's in the U.S. or outside of the U.S., um, actually any, any more, like a lot outside of the U S because the U S has, we have good marketing and propaganda, but anyway, mm-hmm. that's another episode, right? Um, <laughs> that's the extra content. You have yeah. to, that, that's behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah. But some of those, like you were talking, the seed, the, 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 the roots going to the ground, like one of the big, biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life was getting a mortgage for my dad's home or my family home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having that go into foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost it. Uh, so we lost to the foreclosure and then full circle a couple of years back or a couple of years back, I ended up getting some kind of money back for it. I don't know how it all worked. I just know there was money back in my account. And so at that time I blew that money. Like it was like 20 grand. Like I basically right. blew, blew 20 grand on stuff and right. not wealth. 
And so my thing, thinking, being curious about things um, back in 2017, uh, 2017, 2016, 2017, I started mm -hmm. hearing about Bitcoin and I don't know where I found it, but then you were like, mm -hmm. huh, this sounds interesting. And so I'm like, at the time I didn't have any extra money. I was like, paycheck to paycheck. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like do, a, do, do something so I can make money so I can get rent so I can get the groceries or all those kinds of things. And, mm -hmm. and so I think the turning point was back, back during that 2015 to kind of 2017 period of me just, it, it just trying to do anything that right. kind of hustling mentality of like, I'll figure it out. And it turns out that April of 2017, there was this company, it's now defunct. It's called 21. The website was 21.co. Mm -hmm. And what you could do, I think it was like a, before it was like a play, paid email. So people could like pay to send you emails or something. But uh, on the flip side, you were able to do tasks and surveys and earn mm -hmm. Bitcoin. Mm. without having to buy. Like I can do like a 10 minute survey and I get, you know, $5 in Bitcoin. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, I think when you think of like the things coming above the, the ground, that was kind of like my first like entry into understanding crypto. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. When you think about, perhaps as you share this with family, friends, and networks, and they maybe less so now, I don't know, but definitely in those early days, that 2016, 2017, I got in in 2017 and I was, I was like, I don't know what this funny money is. I don't know anything about this. I'm licensed in four states. I don't want to lose my legal practice, yep. you know, bar <laughs> um, affiliations. I work too hard to actually earn them but I was intellectually curious about the underlying technology. It was also probably around a time where we were settling into a price ebbing. And so a lot of people after that ICO boom were just going back to work. And it gave me the space mm -hmm. to figure out, given my expertise in intellectual property and some of those other areas, what this meant for me. But there were a ton of things then, and certainly family, friends, networks have a ton of reasons why, as a matter of fear, uncertainty, or doubt, we call that FUD, mm -hmm. um, this was, you know, a fool's errand, right? The gold rush to the fool's errand. Did you have any of those thoughts internally? And then did you have those questions within or among your family, friends, and networks? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I totally forgot it. And by the way, I totally forgot about all those ICOs that were popping yeah. up back then. Uh, yep. Initial coin offerings for to go ahead and Google down that rabbit hole. Uh, actually, interesting enough, I I didn't share it with pretty much anybody like I mm -hmm. like I'd share if, if the, the little like something told me to share to earn mm -hmm. but I didn't really share with anybody because I was like I don't know what this is and if I can't explain it simply then I don't want to explain it just yet right but full circle interesting enough my cousin uh who I mentioned earlier she just reached out uh or we connected <laughs> this past week and she's like can you help me get set up with this crypto stuff and everything so yes. funny funny you know four years Five years later. 
that happens to me a lot. And this past Christmas, we were doing a virtual, needless to say, meet and greet and have this uh, secret Elfster exchange. But the hot topic was not necessarily what everybody was getting, but could I lead another, because I have done this before, <laughs> you know, uh, this family thing. I was like, no, 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 we're for real this time. We want wallets. We know you. You don't seem to be crazy and you seem to be winning. <laughs> so we're sorry we didn't listen to you four years ago. And can we do this now? I think it has a lot to do with, and, and we've always wondered, this is this, and by this, I mean, crypto has operated at the margins intentionally. Mm-hmm. as a response to and an alternative to the traditional financial and government and corporate structures that have locked many people out, not the least of which are communities of color and other um, underestimated communities, as we like to say. Yeah. And the opportunity that I saw in it, and to take a, a slight, slight step back, in order to teach about it and to ensure that the next wave of lawyers would be able to converse with technologists in what clearly was what we now know to be Web3. This Web 3.0, which is different from what we currently exist in as the internet of uh, the Web 2.0 version is this this exchange of communications and the Mm -hmm. ability to not just receive information as we did in Web 1.0, but also to be creators and to create all this content and then the storage of the content. And now we're like, oh my God, we've created a lot and it seems like a few companies actually own it. What does it look like in the internet of value where we can exchange value in the same way that we exchange texts or emails? Yes. Right? That we've moved from the information age to the age of transferring value globally. That means that it's not necessarily as important what country you live in, unless they ban it. That's a whole other <laughs> issue, right? It opens up a lot of opportunities for the average person that doesn't have to rely on corporations or governments. And so for me, before I could get to all of that, because that's a mouthful, and that's the evolution, the arc of where I am now. But initially it was like, I don't know what this is. Dollars seem to be perfectly fine to me, but this is interesting what's going on with open source software. And I am an IP scholar and professor and lawyer. I am an entertainment lawyer. I am a technology lawyer. This will be interesting. I'll at least teach my students and they they can go forth and conquer. (laughs) But to be authentic, I had to figure out what it was and how it moved or else I, you know, I, I, you can't take me seriously. So I have to imagine (laughs) for you getting the technology enough to make sense. How, how did that go for you? Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting. So my, like my, I, the way I learn and the way my mind works isn't linear. Mm-hmm. It's really this, uh, I, I, I've learned over the years that my mind thinks in systems. And that includes like where I pull information from. So mm-hmm. one of the things that really helped me get grounded in it was actually learn a little bit more about like the finance, the, the history of finance mm-hmm. and money and how transactions move, um, not not crypto transactions, um, and history of money in the United States and thinking in terms of um, one of the things I've learned that's been reinforced is you think up until 1970 or 71, mm-hmm. the dollar was pegged to gold or, yeah. or something like that. And so, and then now the dollar is just kind of the dollar. It's not pegged right. to anything. And then when people, then what really got me comfortable is that understanding pretty much most of the financial transactions in the world, be it a euro, a dollar, a yen, or whatever, it happens on a computer. Right. So it's not like it, 
and so when I when thinking in terms of like Bitcoin and and getting in terms of the, like understanding a block blockchain and I'm like oh it totally makes sense because it's a spreadsheet and a computer and a computer program is writing something. Right. Um, and I've been around tech for a while, so I understand like the value of tech technology enabled systems. Mm-hmm. Um, going from a written ledger to a ledger from a bank, you know, back when we used checkbooks, you had to balance <laughs> your ledger into into a, a, a spreadsheet or Google Doc. And I, I knew enough people that are whizzes at Microsoft Excel, love Microsoft or hate them. Excel mm-hmm. is is a powerful tool. And to me, when I think of the block, when I started getting grounded in it, I'm like, oh, it's just like in a big Excel spreadsheet that everybody right. has access to or I can like look into. So learning our history, learning the history, and then applying some of those things to what's happening now. And I think living abroad helped uh, mm-hmm. at, at one point in time and understanding that, you know, the exchange of money, euros for dollars or for pounds, and it's it costs a lot to do that. So if right. somebody's going to lower the cost for me to like send money and I've had, I've sent my fair share of Western unions and, <laughs> and money owners and all those things. I'm like, it's, yeah. So I think... Just that whole lived experience and then taking time to like make it make sense that way was was the thing that helped get me grounded. Taking a step back to think about the nature of money is a really important piece. It certainly is a piece that we spend time on at Advantage Evans Academy to understand the value exchange that happens outside of paper money and certainly happened before in other cultures. And we think about cowrie shells or salt or sugar, or God forbid, human beings. When you think of a lot of other ways to represent an exchange of value between two parties who are willing to exchange. And once you put into, into that context, the only reason to move to physical cash or money was to equalize the difference between maybe you saying I have shoes and and I have a, a corner store and we're I'll give you an apple pie for some shoes right it's like yes. maybe we could equalize that so there would be some uh, normalization of the different types of of commodities right and and that led to this this bank note <laughs> originally tied to gold or you think back to England and the pound it was a pound of gold like that was the the equivalent <laughs> we're so far removed from that that it literally is just the full faith and credit that this is this massive dream that we've all bought into yes. right <laughs> and when you put it that way and it's like well damn yeah okay <laughs> crypto it, tell me more <laughs> well and, and and real quick but it was it was like an overnight decision too like right. that was the thing, like, like things were happening and, and somebody, it was just a decision and then it was over with and the Western world had to dealt with it. I'm like, right. oh, <laughs> right. Right. So given that, and, and I imagine that getting comfortable just with what money is and value, what were the tangible steps that you took next in order to move from the concepts to actually putting some skin in the game to figure out how do I start? Where do I begin? That's the number one question that I received. I'd say that my first step with skin in the game was actually, uh, again, it was like the fall. So a few months after I opened that, that the one account I mentioned earlier with 21, uh, the 21 company, there was a company, there was a company that was started by Rachel Cook um, called Seeds and they had a Seeds token, mm-hmm. S-E-E-D-S. Right. And I saw it because it was a backstage capital company at the time and, or, mm. uh, you know, founded. And it was kind of the, uh, I, that was my put money into the game because I had to open up a, a, my ether, my ether wallet. Yes. And 
I reached out to Rachel and said, Hey, I want to get seeds and you know, what do I need to do? And she mm -hmm. walked me through, including the part, cause she's like, share this address. And she's like, share this address, which is a public address, but right. don't share this other one. So that's what like, <laughs> I learned about public and private address, like the keys, right? You're, right. you know, and so that was like my first piece. And I think in between doing that um, on Christmas day in 2017, and and then between then and I say Christmas Day this past year, mm -hmm. um, at first I was just like I wanted to get rich. Um, mm -hmm. That was my thing. I was like I want to make some money because right. I needed money back then. So I buy a little bit of ether because um, I had a Coinbase account at the time, and so mm -hmm. buy some coin, buy some ether, buy some Bitcoin. Um, whenever I had a couple extra dollars, like mm -hmm. literally like less than ten dollars, because I think at the time you could still do that that small. And, and so that's what I, I started to like money that I knew I was going to spend on Doritos. I'd spend mm -hmm. on buying Bitcoin or Ethereum is kind of like my mentality. Right. <laughs> my mentality. And so what I, what I've done and over the years I've pulled, I've, there's been, there's been, you know, times when I had, I've had zero crypto assets. Yep. Um, but I think initially it was like buy a little bit, buy a little bit um, and buy a little bit with the least amount of friction. Um, right. and this is going based before all of their, um, all of the things that have, come, that have come up, Right. but it was the thing where I didn't have to be as technological savvy, which means I couldn't get ripped off as easily. Right. Um, and I think over the years, and we can always jump back, but over the years, what I've done is stop being so, uh, so FOMO fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Um, and any of that kind of hype, I just like, I have a percentage of my them for every hundred dollars that comes into my world, my life, my personal funds, um, a certain percent is set aside for crypto assets. Mm -hmm. um, just as much as I have a, something set aside for my IRAs and for my whatevers. And I love seeing all these cool projects come up and then some I can't, I can't afford, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try to like buy a little bit of crypto along the way. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. If you've tried to figure out crypto, DeFi, and NFTs on your own on YouTube University or Podcast College, and all you have to show for it are a lot of questions, but little if any forward progress, I invite you to visit AdvantageEvans.com to get the answers you've been searching for about how to buy, store, and trade crypto and NFTs and to access DeFi safely, legally, and confidently. Advantage Evans Academy offers everything from full-service VIP onboarding to prop-guided on-demand and cohort-based courses, as well as an engaging, informative, and supportive membership club, AE Explore Live, for as little as just $1 a day. This club is for you if you want to learn from well-respected crypto education experts like me, transform your relationship with money, generate wealth in the new digital cash economy, create digital ownership streams that lead to generational wealth, learn to vet, buy, store, trade, earn, and sell cryptocurrencies, engage in DeFi to lend and leverage your crypto, create, buy, and trade creative and collectible NFTs, and network with other crypto-curious enthusiasts in an inclusive environment. You'll gain all of that and more in a wonderful community of like-minded, lifelong learners ready to get in and to win. If that sounds like you, join us. 
visit AdvantageEvans.com to get immediate access to the resources you need and deserve. That's AdvantageEvans.com. Let's go and let's grow. And now, back to the conversation. Yeah, it's uh, really interesting. And this conversation about how to buy and when to buy obviously always comes up in the Advantage Evans Academy and, you know, my approach to it of a little skin in the game and what that generally means, because everyone's like, well, what's the number? Everybody's number is different. You said something similar earlier. Your number is different. Uh, Whatever amount that you wouldn't, you know, (laughs) be balled up in a corner crying because you can't pay rent that part or what you would reasonably carry around in a wallet that if you lost your wallet, it's the same kind of thing. If you lose yes. your wallet, who are you going to call? I suppose you can say, Hey, I've lost my wallet. It wasn't stolen. Good luck. Who are you yes. going to call? <laughs> so however much you would carry in a wallet and say, damn, I lost my wallet, but not, Oh damn, I'm about to lose my house. That's your number. Yes. Um, and then doing that consistently over the time in the same way that I do certainly dollar cost or what we'll call crypto cost averaging over time, and also not being reactionary to the market. So this comparison of saving for retirement or having a grown-up dedicated savings plan that doesn't change regardless of the headlines in -hmm. most cases. When the stock market pulls back, it's an interesting thing to see on CNBC, but I'm not liquidating my 401k or my IRA or my 403b. So why are we selling the Bitcoin? What is happening? So have you gone through that? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I, like it wasn't, it's actually this been this uh, pandemic because I've, my, my business has done well. Um, Mm I, in, in saying that my business has done well and I wish my business never had to exist is kind of how mm. the space in which I live in. And one of the things to your point is before you think about investing in, in, in crypto assets and whether that's Bitcoin, whatever, whatever, whatever coin or, 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 or NFTs and all that stuff, mm. um, you got to have a spending plan. You got to have an investing plan, point blank. Like, especially if you're on a W2 employee, I mean, cause then it's more consistent. Um, but I think having your plan, sticking to your plan, and if there's extra, like I have some, I have a guilt-free spending. I, um, Remit Sethi is one, um, I will teach you to be rich is one of the books I've read. Mm. Um, um, and even, even some other, some of the other great books like Good With Money by the Budgenista, um, Mm -hmm. Tiffany, the Budgenista, they talk about having this part of money where it's kind of guilt-free, like I can spend and I don't have to really track it, but I know I'm going to spend about the same amount every month. And so- In, if I have extra, then I can put that in my investing accounts, like mm-hmm. uh, investing brokerage kind of accounts. And then mm-hmm. I can also invest it in, in crypto assets or, or, or something else. You know, if I want to buy art, uh, like art, physical art. Um, right. and, and I think to your point, though, it's like stepping back, having your, your plan for who you are now, and then making sure you plan for, and then three, two years down the road, Check in and are you changed? Has your money right. situation changed? But if you don't know where the next hundred dollars that, that come into your world are going to go, start with that because that's the that's kind of the basics of it all. There is so much uncertainty and volatility in the space that do, controlling the controllables becomes critically mm-hmm. important. I was going to say before I forget, like I'm not uh, uh, an official. Inv- this is not financial advice. This is my lived experience. 
Um, I don't give financial, legal, or health advice as related to those licensed professionals who are phenomenal at what they do and who I take advice from. Do your own research, mm -hmm. but some of that is even researching where you are getting information from. And I know that you are very discerning, and that led you to me and to start to take some of the courses offered from Advantage Evans Academy. So talk about your experience there and what even led you to want to take a course or, or join a club um, to edify your experience? For me, part of the discernment just starts with like my own kind of core values about how I look at the world. And I think the biggest piece was I looked for people first, quite frankly, people who look like me. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and actually, even more importantly, especially over actually just the majority of my life, I've sought advice from women um, mm -hmm. and I've learned more from, from women and black women, especially. Um, mm -hmm. What I do is I look for people who look to educate people about something mm -hmm. um, and they educate from the perspective of their lived experience, which is directly tied to their, what they're teaching. So like for you, it, the, the added bonus was the fact that you're a professor. What I saw is how you, how you taught things um, mm -hmm. and you weren't trying to sell anything or, or hype anything up. Mm -hmm. um, for me, when I think of people hyping things and part of my filters, if you hype something too much, um, if your hype, your, your hype to education ratio is, <laughs> is, is off, then, then I'm like, Hey, I hope you do well, but I'm not going to pay attention to much that you say. Right. Um, and in this world of crypto, it, there's a lot of hype, um, where, and, and they call them like maximalists or yeah. whatever, but maximalists isn't just with Bitcoin. It's just how, like how, how people do things. I mean, there's people who are Green Bay Packers maximalists. They're the only Absolutely. football team in the world. <laughs> and so one of the things I started to do is I saw what you were doing. I attended some of your master classes. And then when I found out I, extra money, I started taking what I could afford. Like mm -hmm. I have an education budget and an education budget that I use on stuff that I know I'm actually going to take action on, mm -hmm. not just spend it for the, for the, <laughs> the, 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 the clout, right? Um, right. And, and then there's, you know, there's people like Harold Hughes where, mm -hmm. I mean, his, his actual business is like knee deep in blockchain before it Absolutely. was, before it was, you know, all the, the marketing buzz. And I see him educating people mm. and educating through what he teaches, but also through like, as he's like, like almost like real time on the stuff that he, I know he's doing a lot of things, but the real time stuff. Right. Um, and I think the people who I see experimenting, that's the other piece. Like as a, like my undergrad was in biochem. And so I love mm. like la the lab and science and experimenting and the, you know, the scientific method. And so when I see people experimenting on things, that's the other thing for me that keeps me grounded. And then I think trying a little bit of the things that you teach. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have an extra, like when I didn't have an extra, you know, thousand dollars to spend um, or hundred dollars to spend. I was like, how can I like do a slim down version of this right. and test it? I don't have to share it. Like I don't have to share all my wins. I don't share all my holdings, right. but try it. Um, and I think in this world where we live today, it's spend more time, like learn a little then go try it for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, like I know the stove is hot because at some point in time, I, I figured out hot stoves can be hot. Absolutely. And that is a really great foundation and really a precursor to these concepts of self-sovereignty, self-determination, if we're pulling from Kwanzaa principles, mm. that 
are the precursor to the mindset shift that we all have to go through at some point to say, I don't need a bank or someone else to tell me to do certain things. Now, that being said, I believe in the diversification of time, talents, and treasures. We all come here to be the full realization and expression of our talents and gifts. It is the reason that I like to say we have this great archetype or example or blueprint, it probably is the better word, is the body. We have yes. fingers, we have a brain, we have eyes, we have kneecaps, we have phalanges, can't remember where those are, but it's fine. The point, people, is that every piece of your body has an important part, and but for that, it makes it difficult to operate optimally. Mm-hmm. And so someone who is a financial planner or a lawyer or a mental health and wellness expert or a plumber, whatever, we're all bringing different talents and skills. And so you should do your research about who can add benefit. But at the end of the day, you call the shots. Yes, We've grown up turning our money over to someone and they know better than me and being so disconnected. So the empowerment and the opportunity for financial inclusion and economic empowerment and generational wealth comes from us being the center of that universe and so you have to have that foundation that led you to learn more about DeFi and nft so can you talk about what the next level experience is because you are done <laughs> here's, here's what you'll find you'll start to if you read enough uh, not read enough you just start spending time like mm-hmm. one less episode on your netflix binge right like i learned about like for example here's an example so i when i went beyond big like I fell into the, the Dogecoin, D-O-D-G's mm-hmm. coin, like hype. And that yeah. was my last, that was my last hype. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And I got in, got out. But I learned about Solana beginning of last year, I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beginning of last year, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And and when I started to look, it, it's most of this is like public record. And and if you're getting into something and you don't see the, the, actu- the actual name, not the social right. media handle, but the actual name of the person doing the project, or doing the coin, or have, I mean, doing the thing you're going to invest in, mm-hmm. um, then move to the next one. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. that was my filter. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw what Solana was trying to do, and learning like, oh, they're making things more efficient by mm-hmm. how they're processing things, I'm like, oh, well, efficiency and low co- lower cost is always the name of the game in 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 finance. Finance. I mean, even the current like governments try to do right. that. Uh, um, and so like. I had some extra money, so I bought a little bit, a little, little bit of Solana on. Mm-hmm. I used Binance and the Binance Exchange, and, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." Um, so I had Solana, um, and I got it when it was like twenty five, thirty dollars or something nice. like that. Um, and I just held on to it because I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go, but it's, I'll just park it and set it and forget it. Oh no, set it and I, forget it. I, I actually cut it into the thirds. A third of it, I just set it and let it let it be. Mm-hmm. A third of it, um, there was like the ability to stake. So yeah, staking to me is like to me, it's like a great savings account. Absolutely, that, that could at be a sold much better rate <laughs> at a much better rate, but it can go to zero. Like if sure. some technical glitch, it could something could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think of like uh, I used to be in commercial real estate, so thinking like risk management. Sure, um, absolutely. Is, is one of my things. Um, and so what I did, I, I put um, the, the other two thirds of Solana, I staked them with two different like entities or they call them validators. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I don't even mess with that. Like, I, I like that's money. Like, it's just they're going to stay there forever, um, right. or almost forever. And so I'm like, oh, this staking thing's kind of cool. And then that led me to like learning. Like, I, I haven't really dug deep into DeFi, so decentralized mm-hmm. finance, but I'm still paying attention to it. Like, you don't have to. I think that's the thing with with all with with this kind of a foundational thing is you don't have to get into everything at one point right. in time. Find the entry point that works for you. Which then led me to right after I invested in got my Solana, I also got the domain AnthonyWare.eth. Yep. Um, it's an Ethereum named service system. I, I need to anyway. Ethereum <laughs> I'm sorry about name, that. I think it's Ethereum Ethereum name service. But yes. now you're going to have me look up look it up. I'll drop I it know. in the show notes. And I've been ENS. reading it all out this past week. So ENS. <laughs> so I got my ETH and and you buy it with Ethereum. So I had some Ethereum to be able to do so. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Because it's just like, and, and I saw like a bunch of people having it on Twitter. And then when I saw the people who had already been learning from mm-hmm. use it on Twitter. So that, that's that whole thing. Like, like I remember Miss Jackson, my, my sixth grade uh, elementary school teacher, because she made a, an impact on me personally. And, and so when you think about the teachers who made an impact on you, what are they doing? And that's what that's why I got the Ethereum piece, because I saw Harold mm-hmm. have it. I'm like, Harold doesn't suffer any many fools. No, um, zero. And so I bought it and I'm like, cool. Did, you know, and just, again, set it and leave it. Like it's, it's, it's money that doesn't exist anymore in my mind, right. um, but it's an asset. And so then I think, I don't know, Coming into the fall, I heard this. It was called the Unicorn Social Club, mm-hmm. um, and it was founded by the founding team. Is all they're all geared around cybersecurity, mm-hmm. and that was like my actually my first startup was around cybersecurity. Um, so, so I'm like, okay, I kind of understand what they're doing. They're trying to use NFTs that are bi- built on Solana to try to help educate and then create tools around cybersecurity. I'm like, totally get it. Again, using my lived experience to invest in something that's that I could easily come up the learning curve on. Right. And so I used that the third that was just kind of chilling, um, part of the third that was chilling for Solana to buy my first, that was my first NFT I bought. It was on the Solana mm-hmm. NFT chain. Um, and it was more than just art. And, and so I think that's where, like where I am now, when I think of that, I have a Soul Flare, the wallet uh, that I bought my Solana, that I have in my Solana. Like mm-hmm. they issued my first, very first NFT, and then the unicorn, and then I have, um, I think a couple others. And then I, I was, because of that, like I was gifted, um, a certain amount of ETH to get into by, to minting some, some NFT projects this year and being oh, involved in them. Yeah. It was kind of dope. I like, I put, I, I raised my hand, like, you don't know, you, unless you raise your hand, nobody's going to see you. <laughs> and right. So I raised my hand and I was gifted, um, this amount and I was like, cool. Um, and I'm still learning before I can like, that's money that's not mine. It, it's for me to use, to learn, to grow, and then to pay it forward. Um, that's how I view it. And so that's where I am, I think, really now is that I'm cool with not with missing out on these NFTs. I'm learning from some projects um, like the CPG, Consumer Products Goods, Packaged Goods um, Club that use NFTs mm-hmm. and the art. Like, I really want to have enough holdings to, like, buy some of this dope art. Yeah. At the same time, I realized like NFTs in and of themselves have are agnostic. They have zero to do with right. anything except for a digital is it a digital representation of ownership on some level and right. access and that kind of stuff. 
Um, so keeping that, which Tanya, uh, Professor Evans taught um, during her, her course, has stuck with me. And so that's where I am now um, when it comes to assets. And there's a next piece we could get to, but I, I've been talking for a little, so go ahead. No, I think that's excellent. And it really helps give people context of how you move through every time we, not just you, but me as well, get to something new. There's no rest. This, the point is there's no resting on your laurels in this space. And as you're talking about soul, I certainly am aware of it and the token separate and apart from what one can do once you are in the soul, the Solana universe in the same way that, you know, the OG in the smart contracts game is the Ethereum virtual machine, but your competitors are always going to nip at your heels to figure out what isn't this system doing well as a matter of inefficiency or the high gas prices and all of that. Solana has had its dings as well because each blockchain is going to go through that. This is not a static code is not static. It can't be. Yes. If you just, anytime you turn your phone on or your devices on again, there's going to be an update. <laughs> so all software yeah. needs updates from time to time, even in, or especially in the decentralized world. So it comes down to, to a core community of core developers as well and trusting the community to take a project in the right direction which goes back to the point that you made earlier about really knowing who's involved. Uh, and even if you don't know the full, if you actually know the name name of someone and they are out in front of the community, I, I think of the Maker Dow and the, we uh, did the wind down for the Maker Foundation, but the charge of the foundation was to ensure that the Maker Dow moved to full decentralization, but it was the brainchild of Rune Christensen. You know his name. You can see him. You can hear him give interviews. He's gone back to return to the community as well. So that's really, really important. You see the arc of a project that has a timeline. Are they hitting their metrics? This is the new kid on the block. And, and you did better than I did because my worst mistake was investing in mom coin. It was a, <laughs> a community, I guess, of moms. I don't even have children, but it seemed like a good idea. That's ETH. I can't get back. A hell of a lot of mom coin, but that's a story for another day. So I never judge anyone for throwing their hat and you're not going to always win, but being more discerning about and giving some pointers to people. What what would you do for any investment or any long-term, the potential for a long-term asset? So your, your story is an important one about what things to have your head up about and not doing anything that you can't afford to lose because the lights can go off at any time on any project for reasons that we can't tell right now, right? I thought you were going to say the lights can go off at home. I'm like, I think that's the other side. Like, I've lived with the lights being turned off. I've oh, you're like, oh, for real? Oh, no, my lights are not going off. No, yeah. sir. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, like, I think that's the other side. I'm like, it doesn't make me more uh, uh, it more open to taking risk. It just, mm. I, I'm like the downside. If I lose all my ETH, I'm like, Ah. The lights have been off before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. No, Please sir, we're not, what, we're not speaking that. Yes. yes, we're not speaking that into our existence. Well, nope. excellent. I think this is a, a great foundation for folks. A final question before you tell listeners how they can connect with you and learn more about your work and, and how you move in the space. This final piece about bringing your lived experience and your expertise in the mental health and wealth discipline what do you see as the future of mental health and wealth and, and that connection in a Web3 world? Mm, this is a good question. I think it's going to be more 
critical than ever mm-hmm. that we start to, I think, the work is already being done, but really to address the long-term impacts on, on our mental health. Because um, mm-hmm. as we, we talked before, everybody has mental health from the time they're born to the time they die. It's the things that happen to you, external things that happen, and then the, the internal, whether it's chemical or whether it's genetics, whatever that happened. Um, but when you think of something like Web3 and this whole virtual world and the metaverse in large, like mm-hmm. basically the, to me, the digital world, metaverse is the marketing term. Meta is that company that used to be Facebook. But the metaverse is just this whole digital world, which means that more people are going to spend time in front of a screen, be it a screen that's goggles, be it a screen that's on the phone or on their laptop, and less time interacting with humans um, mm-hmm. directly. And, and so I think one of the things is that we really need to address, especially starting with like the developers um, and going back to the founders and the people writing this code, um, and then the people on the flip side working on the community side. Gotta love them. Whew. Um, working on the community side of things and, and understanding like even before, even before Bitcoin existed, we already had things that were challenging to the mental health of people in this world. And most of it's underreported. Most of it is only a reflection of the uh, Caucasian male population, Caucasian male, you know, scientific research kind of thing. Um, and so now that all this is coming to forefront and including living through this pandemic and soon will be knock on wood soon will be an endemic uh, much like the flu. I think that it needs to be part of every plan. And then as an individual realize that the world happens far beyond these, these screens and you can step away like your social media. You don't have to be on all the time. Right. They've just wired you like much like the cigarette companies back in the eighties, they knew nicotine was addictive. Um, and they hit it. And, and so with this world web, web three, it's really finding a place that you feel like a sense of belonging, a sense of diversity, um, a sense of inclusion. And only you know that feeling. Like right. it's your lived experience. And I'd say the other thing is as you're making your budget and your plan, built in getting therapy. And therapy isn't just for when things are bad in your life. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the other I think. I think making that shift because on top of just the experience of being in um, Web3 and then and then the, the financial transaction, the, the stress positive and negative around that are going to be an issue. This whole thing, and you touched on it, Professor Evans, is, is this idea of sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Um, look up, if you will, like go ahead and Google. I say sovereignty. I mean, sovereign mm-hmm. wealth funds, sovereignty includes a whole lot of responsibility and this shift to web three digital world combined with the living in a, the physical world is a different kind of sovereignty, um, which means a different type of self-responsibility that you have to bring on your, to, to bear and to learn to shift mentally, emotionally, how you plan things, how you look at things. Um, above all else, just if all else fails and you don't have a lot of allergies, go be with nature however you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because nature we've learned everything in our in our lives from nature we just don't like to admit it absolutely nature the body animals we have all of the examples should we choose to accept this great assignment to be a better more authentic more present 
collective. And that starts with each unique individual. I've learned in these umpteen years, Forbes evidently told people I was over 50, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) These 52 years on this planet, uh, I have finally started to get clued into the fact that the only thing I can actually control is myself and my response. As long as I am nimble and intellectually curious and ready to ask the questions of myself and the universe. I love this conversation so much and the reminder not only of mental health, but its direct connection to mental wealth and what that looks like in the future. Anthony Ware, thank you so much. Please share with the listeners how they can connect with you and learn more about your work. Yeah, so the, actually the, the best way to, to connect with me is on Twitter. And it is, uh, my Twitter account is uh, the Anthony Ware. So T-H-E-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-W-A-R-E. So the or the Anthony Ware. <laughs> and I'm on other social channels, but that's the one where I, I spend the most time. And you can find the links and the projects that I'm working on. Um, and feel free to DM me if you have any questions on like how to get started or what I'm doing. And and quite frankly, actually, make sure you're if you're not following Professor Evans, then quite frankly, that's kind of your first step you need to do. I love that. I didn't ask them to say it, but I believe it to be true. And we want you all to join us in the AE Explore Live Club as well. It's a low cost way to engage in daily and weekly information and our monthly sessions to chat about various topics, crypto assets, DeFi, NFTs, and community, which is vitally important, a community that represents the diaspora for those of us who really have an actual chance to make a difference and move the needle on our own terms in the future of work and wealth and creativity. So let's keep that rolling. We all going to make it, I hope. Yes. Wag me. Evidently, <laughs> people on the crypto Twitter say, all right, well, thank uh, you, yeah, my let's friend. Sure. Yes, <laughs> let's, yes. let's do it, right? Let's show yes. that we're all going to make it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Anthony, for sharing your wisdom and your time. That mental health and wealth connection is real. And part of preparing for the future of work and wealth and creativity begins with a solid foundation that's grounded in crypto education fact not fiction. And if you take away nothing else from this episode, know that you can do this. And Anthony's journey is exhibit A. Mental health and wealth begin with you and it begins today. And if you want to join a community of like-minded, crypto-curious, lifelong learners, then join us in the AE Explore Live Club as a quarterly member for just $99. And use code PODVIP100, that's P-O-D-V-I-P-100, the number, to extend your subscription to the annual VIP membership level for just $99. That's P-O-D-V-I-P-100. Join me in celebrating 100 episodes of Tech Intersect. It's just around the corner. I have some amazing guests and new information to share with you. So be sure that you take a moment to like, comment, and share this podcast and this episode with your networks. Follow me on social media and let me know what topics you'd like to hear more of and who you want to hear from. All right, that's all for this episode. Until next time, continue to shine.
Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.